Welcome to the Been There, Lost Fat podcast, real education and advice from people who get it. We have been there, lost fat, and successfully helped many others in doing so. We're here to help you weed through all of the bad information and gimmicks to reach your health, fitness, and physique goals in a sustainable way. I'm Sarah Fucinari, an integrative health practitioner, certified nutrition coach, and head coach of Team Fit With Me. Here with my assistant coach and certified nutritionist, Jess Beloy. What's up, girl? Hey. Um, we're part two Q&A. Yes. Part one, we got through three questions. I think it was like four or five, maybe. Um, I'm feeling very Tootsie Pop commercial right now. Like how many licks is it going to take to get to the center? <laughs> how many pot Q&A pods are we going to have to do just to cover this first like 10 questions? I mean, would you like to place your bet? Maybe one more after this. Maybe. Oh, okay. So you're, that's, you know what? All right. Okay, so you think mm-hmm. that we're going to go more quick fire this round? I mean, I think we have about eight questions left. So if we could get, you know, if we get through four, then that leaves four more for one more. Okay. I want to say challenge accepted, but I, we also have uh, time constraints today. So I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll with it because, you know, yeah, yeah. any kind of shit could come up. Um, yeah. like, like, let's talk about fucking Easter. You know, I've been wanting to rant and I didn't have time to rant about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly want to know, hey, listeners, uh, what you would recommend that I do. So um, so if, if anybody doesn't know, I'm Jewish and um, and proudly so. And so I don't celebrate Christian holidays. I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't celebrate Easter. I don't celebrate any of these things. And um, whenever anybody wishes me a happy, merry, whatever, if I don't know you, I typically will say, um, oh, thanks, or you too, or whatever. You know, I don't make a thing. But once I know somebody, I will start saying to them, you know, that, you know, I thank you. I, I, unfortunately, I don't, I don't celebrate. I'm Jewish, but I, I hope that you have a happy holiday. Um, Jess is looking at me like I'm crazy because I just went on a full fucking rant about this because there's the only solution is me being a cunt, by the way. So I, so I always say if somebody wishes me a happy Mary and I know them at this point, I will correct them. And I will say, I don't, so I, I actually don't celebrate, but I hope you have a great holiday. Well, then it gets to the point that I am like close with these people. So for example, this is what, this, this is what made me rant the other day. The guy that fucking does my website, he's been doing my website for a long time. I speak to him often. He's made the mistake of wishing me a happy and Mary many, many times. And I spoke to him last Friday and he wished me a happy Easter. And I said, uh, thanks, Randy. But, you know, as you know, I'm Jewish and I don't celebrate. So I hope you have a happy Easter. But I've been celebrating Passover. And he said, oh, oh so sorry, whatever. Well, then he fucking sends me an email on Monday and he starts it with happy Easter. Now, I don't think that Randy is malicious, but at this point, like it's rude. And so the only thing I can do is be a cunt. And he was actually sending me an email asking if he could charge me for my monthly bill. And I said, absolutely, you can. But I'd really appreciate it if you stopped if you stopped including me in Christian holidays when multiple times I've corrected you. And he said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And again, I don't think that Randy is an asshole. I think it just slipped his mind. But it still is like, it's not cool. Like if I, And if you, the shoe is on the other foot, like, and I walked around in everybody's face, happy Hanukkah. I hope you have the best Hanukkah ever. Oh my God. Did you know that it is my birthday? Are you celebrating my birthday? So the only solution to this problem is me being a cunt, unless you have other suggestions. Jess? Um, you know, as somebody who is not 
really Christian or Jewish or any other denomination. I don't have um, a, a big, um, I doesn't, I don't just, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't have the same kind of interactions, I guess. So I, I, I don't well, know what, what am I supposed to do. Some, if somebody, if somebody that yeah. I know wishes me a Merry Christmas that definitely knows that I'm Jewish, am I just supposed to just just take it? Like, am I just supposed to take it? It's like, I mean, what am I supposed to do here? It's I, I don't know. It like it grinds my gears, um, and I'm like, and it's just because it likes happened so it's just, it's happened yeah. to come up this week. And really, truly, it's not that like if somebody doesn't know, like definitely doesn't know, or maybe I don't speak right. to them often. Or maybe I haven't had the interaction of correcting them many times. It's not like that annoys me. Um, yeah. I do think that it's a little, uh, you know, to be so presumptuous that somebody celebrates your holidays, I think is interesting, but whatever. Um, that's, that's fine. But anyway, so um, so I hope everybody had a great Easter if you celebrate. <laughs> I hope you had a great Passover if you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate anything, I hope you just had a fucking kick-ass weekend because I know I did. It's summer weather here in Arizona. We got the pool heated, had friends over for a little Sunday fun day. It has been good here. The closest thing that I have to a pool right now is a giant-ass puddle outside of the front of my house right now because it's been raining incessantly for days. Well, since I've gone started this podcast being a cunt, I'm going to continue to be a cunt. Um, you thought you, oh, hold on. I might use the word retarded today as well. Um, but, but yeah, I'd like to point out that you fucking live in Seattle and you signed up for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I was birthed and I stay here. So on the last podcast, um, I, I, I used the word retarded and I used it correctly and I didn't use it in an offensive way. Um, but it was the promo that we used for the podcast. If you guys didn't see it, post it on the page, check it out. Um, and we literally posted it because we knew that some fucking Karen was going to get up in the chat and be like, you shouldn't be using that word. And so somebody reached out to Jess and literally was like, your boss shouldn't be using that word. Um, well, there's this really cool thing called the unfollow button, but I also was not using it in the offensive way that she was implying I was using it. And if she were to have looked up the definition of retarded, she would see that I was using it in a very appropriate and contextual format. So uh, whoever did that, whoever messaged Jess, actually, it's a good thing Jess didn't send it my way because I would have been like, bitch, you can take it up with me. Um, you should kindly unfollow me because I'll probably say retarded again. I've already said cunt a bunch of times in this episode. You guys all know that I give no fucks and no shits. Um, so if you're going to be really sensitive, you probably shouldn't listen to our fucking podcast. Yeah. That's uh, probably very true. Is there anything that I need anything else to rant about before we get into these questions? Mm, I don't think so. No, I mean, maybe the questions will bring something up. <laughs> okay, wait, but seriously, anybody that's listening, if you have a suggestion of how I should handle the Christian holiday wishes without sounding like just a bitch, like, because really, no matter what, my response, I sound like I, I, it, there's no way, there's no like eloquent polite way for me to be like, please stop doing that. And I mean, so, and the only way for me to have enough impact for somebody to actually change their behavior. And again, this is people that I know, um, is for me to be a cunt about it. So if anybody has any suggestions on a better way for me to handle it, I'm super open because I had this conversation with my mom, obviously also Jewish, and she hasn't figured out how to solve this puzzle either. I think that really speaks to like setting boundaries though. I mean, I think anytime you're going to be setting boundaries of any sort, you're probably going to come off as rude because you're going against 
either something that's normal or what's accepted within your group or relationship with that person or whatever. And so anytime you're setting down a boundary, I think you're going to run into something, you know, somebody feeling a little prickly. Um, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't think I'm wrong. That's for sure. If there's one thing that I'm sure of, it's that I'm not wrong because I don't think that the right thing is for me to just like take it on the chin and be like, Oh yeah, thanks. I just don't think that's the right thing, but I don't know what the solution is. Me either. So anyway, if anybody has any suggestions on how I can uh, on how I can handle people wishing me uh, happy Mary for holidays that I don't celebrate and they definitely know I don't celebrate, um, I am super open to that. If anybody uh, and if anybody is offended by the word retarded when used properly and contextually, um, then you should go ahead and unfollow and uh, and and unsubscribe to this podcast. Um, all right, Jess, what's our first question? Uh, all right, so. Sometimes I am playing beat the clock to get my food in before the end of the day. Is there a certain time of day that you should not eat anymore? I hope this makes sense. Like the old school thought of don't eat after 8 p.m. So I feel like this is an it, it depends answer. That's actually the hardest part about doing Q&A is that a lot of times it depends because everything is so individualized. But generally speaking, there is no magical time of the day to stop eating. And the main things that you want to look out for is if something is affecting your sleep or if something is affecting your digestion, um, then maybe you'd want, you know, you obviously don't want to like eat something and then lay down immediately if it's going to give you heartburn or something like that. So that, that would be a good guideline to go off of. I personally, I have always been a night eater. And if somebody said to me, you need to stop eating at five o'clock, I would just eat shit that I wasn't supposed to eat. Um, so I always plan to eat something after dinner. Um, and I have for years and years, I literally like, oh my God, my sleep hygiene is so bad, but I sleep well. So everybody can fuck off. Um, I get in bed like an hour before I go to sleep. I get into bed with whatever little treatsy I'm going to have before bed, my last meal. And then I watch a TV show and that, so I eat really, really close to my bedtime and I have for a long time. Um, watching TV and eating in bed is horrible sleep hygiene. So if you have sleep problems, please uh, do as I say, not as I do here. Um, what has been your last meal of the day lately? Um, it depends. So, well, for years and years, it was new ethics protein powder. I would make protein protein pudding um, with all sorts of varieties. So new ethics protein powder, chocolate mixed with two scoops of espresso greens, a little bit of either fair life or almond milk to a little pudding consistency. Um, sometimes if you want to like bulk it up or make it a little bit thicker, you could do a couple grams of psyllium husk powder. You can do some of that like um, stevia sweetened pudding mix too. So there's a bunch of things you can do to make your pudding just like a little bit sturdier, <coughs> thicken it up and then um, top with fruits, lots of berries, do some cereal. Oh, Cracklin' Opran is my kryptonite. Love me some Cracklin' Opran. Maybe I know a lot of clients have this meal with chocolate chips. I don't necessarily need the chocolate chips because I have the chocolate protein thing going on. Um, I would rather spend those carbs fats elsewhere. Um, but you can mix and match all sorts of like fruits, nuts, nut butters, all of those things. It's like the fucking gift that keeps on giving. That type of meal is so, so good. Um, probably one of our most popular meals. And it's not super like, it's not super high volume. It gets the job done. It's super easy to like close out your macros for the day because all those ingredients are adjustable. That meal is the bomb. Lately, I have not been so balanced before bed. Lately, I have been having one of those little blue bunny, like 130 calories. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Are, do you eat late? Yeah, you eat late, don't you? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I've been doing lately, I've been doing either like cottage cheese with a little bit of fruit or I've been doing um, yogurt with a little bit of um, peanut butter mixed into it with some protein powder and then usually some frozen fruit on top of that as well. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mark and I went through a period of time of like of eating. Well, usually Mark will have whatever like sweet I'm going to have like with me, like he'll get into bed with me and we'll hang out because Mark stays up late. I'm an early, I go to bed early. And so we'll like hang out and have our little like treatsy in bed together Mm -hmm. and chat Mm -hmm. and watch a show and then he'll leave and then I'll go to sleep. So that's part of our routine. Um, So times to not be eating late is if you're, if it's going to affect your sleep or digestion, you know, what's also super interesting is that there's that next level of don't eat any carbs in the afternoon. But again, it's so individual and something that's so cool that I've been experimenting with um, is adding carbs before bed for some people that have like some sleep issues, but mostly when it's related to cortisol. So there's something that's called dawn phenomenon and it's related to your blood glucose. And the way that you know that you have dawn phenomenon is that you have high fasted readings that like almost make you look diabetic. But then your blood glucose after meals is normal. It's double digits. And so you're like, well, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. And so it's related to your cortisol spiking overnight, which makes your blood glucose spike overnight. And eating slow carbs before bed helps to manage that blood glucose and it brings it down. Like we have a client that we've been uh, experimenting with this with that went from having uh, fasted glucose in like the 130s, 140s, and she's down in the 90s in the morning now. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Sweet potato. Uh, yeah, sweet potato. Um, you can do uh, you can do like any slow carb, I, I think, but like sweet potato sweet potato is the gold standard. Um, but you can do berries also if you're if you're not a huge sweet potato person. But it's not like oh, we always preach like have balanced meals. Um, at least have some sort of balance across your macros. This is the exception to the rule there that you like you literally are just going to like put some sweet potatoes in your air fryer and eat French fries before you go to bed. Now I've been experimenting it with it with another client who she doesn't present like classic dawn phenomenon, but her blood, but in relation to like her insulin sensitivity, her blood glucose is like, like a little bit higher than it should be. It's not extreme, mm-hmm. um, but she's had some hormonal dysfunction. And so we started with the hormones and we got everything dialed in and we got her progesterone where it needs to be. And she still just is having some sleep issues. So we started doing this and she's noticing an improvement in her sleep. So it's the coolest thing ever. Hmm. Isn't that super interesting? It is I know. Interesting. I know it's really weird, but it, but it also goes back to like, um, to retarded doctors, um, who <laughs> I'm just going to be as triggering as possible today, um, who don't run all the appropriate labs, because if they just run your fasting glucose for your, just for your blood sugar, like in general, just to test your insulin sensitivity, they typically only start with fasting glucose. And then if you have a fasting glucose issue, then they'll dive into it from there. Well, this is an outlier situation where those things don't all stack up. So you have to run all of the labs together if you want to see the full picture. It's also not super uncommon for me to see uh, blood glucose in A1C looking like, okay, usually not optimal, but okay. And then insulin working its way up. And that's telling us that we're on our way to being insulin resistant, to being pre-diabetic and then eventually diabetic. So you can back into that and you can say, okay, well, my pancreas is already working overtime, pumping out too much insulin, which is making me insulin resistant. I should get on this. And so that's, the, it's just so interesting when we're looking at, um, gosh, I don't know how I got into talking about Dawn phenomenon <laughs> sensitivity from this question. It's but very it is super interesting <laughs> because there is, so, there's so many like little nuances to it. 
But to answer the question directly, no, there's like no magical time. And I find that like making that rule of like, I don't eat past a certain time usually makes you eat shit that you shouldn't eat or that you're not planning to eat. And then you end up overeating or binge eating or something like late at night because of, because you felt, feel like constrained by those rules. All right. Well, one question down. Did I miss anything? No, I don't think so. I know I talked about a bunch of other shit, but I don't know if I actually answered the question. You did. Um, You did. Yeah, I think that, I think that covers it, Um, but it shouldn't be beat the clock to get your freedom before the end of the day. And this client, you should set alarms to remind you to eat Um, and your meals should be pretty well-timed. Ooh, another thing to mention on this topic is um, you shouldn't be having like your biggest meal at the end of the day. I know we all want to because of our, the, the sad diet, the standard American diet. Um, We're taught that dinner should be like this big event. And the only case where your dinner should be like a larger meal is if it's pre or post-workout, really. Um, Aside from that, like the time that you should be having your bigger meals should be meal one, should be pre-workout, should be post-workout. So that's really it. Um, having a lighter, a lighter dinner is definitely, um, is definitely better than, you know, it's, it, I'll see pretty often. I'm sure you see it more than I do. People will have like 200 calories for like meal one, meal two, meal three, then meal four, it'll be like 600 calories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then meal five, like three or then 350 calories or whatever that is. Um, you're just not going to be putting the food to work as efficiently if you're eating that way, unless you train in the evening. That's not, but most of us don't. Yeah. Okay. We can move and on. on the subject of training, uh, favorite workout or exercise or body part to work, favorite love to hate, like the seated six ways or Bulgarian shit squats. <laughs> no, I just, any kind of fucking lunge variation, I, I don't love to hate. I just straight up hate. Yeah. Like, yeah, hate. Same. like to the point that I'm like, if I have to do this to have a nice ass, maybe I don't want to have a nice ass. Maybe it's just not worth it. <laughs> I'll settle with having a big ass. Uh, yeah, you do. You already have it. I don't, I don't have much ass these days. I, I don't think I've ever had a whole lot of ass. You know what? For me to have like a nice ass, I have to eat way more than I want to eat. And I have to do way more fucking lunges and humping activities at the gym um, in the form of glute bridges and hip thrusts. And it just, I just don't like, it's, it's just, it's not important to me right now. It was important to me when I thought I was going to compete, but now I'm like, you know what? My ass can just be like, okay, luckily my husband is a boob guy. So <laughs> I don't have to be too upset about it, but my favorite body part, Jess, I want you to answer your favorite body part first. Uh, I like, hmm, I want to say legs. I want to say legs, but that's, yeah, I know. I, I know. But it's because she's a harder worker than I am. Well, it, it makes me feel like I'm, it makes me feel strong. I don't know. Because it, it's the bigger muscle. I don't like doing legs because I get sweaty. And that means I have yeah. to wash my hair, pretty much any other body part. I do I get really sweaty. Get sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Getting sweaty is a real turn off for me. It's probably, it's probably one of the top reasons why I don't like cardio is just because I don't like to be sweaty. Um, cause hair wash, I, well, it, the funniest thing is that I make the hair wash thing out to be such a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it's because I like always was blonde. I was like dyeing my hair, some variety of blonde for like the past 20 years up until this past year. And so my hair, and, and, and I have got my frizzy fucking Jewish hair. Well, now I found the sweet spot of having the dark hair and having like the smoothing treatment. So the, so making my hair like look okay is not that difficult, but when I was blonde, it would take, especially when I had like the extensions and stuff, it would be like an hour long process to deal with the hair. The hair washing was like awful. 
You're one of those people that you can just wash your hair and it like dries nice. I'm not that person. It's so this is why I don't, this is why I don't like to be sweaty, (laughs) but your hair dries nice. Like you can, Mm -hmm. like you can wash your hair and just brush it. And it's like, okay, like I am not that person. Um, If I wash my hair, I have to deal with it or I have to have a Jufro for the rest of the day. It's managed really well with the darker hair and the treatments and the things like that. But, and so really the hair washing thing isn't nearly as big of a deal as it used to be, but it's just like ingrained in me. Um, Even though it only takes like 10 minutes to do now, I still just fucking hate. I could think about how much, think about how much shit I could talk on a podcast in 10 minutes that I'm wasting blow drying my hair. I know. I know. A waste of time. A waste of time. But then you have those days that you're like, I've been wearing my hair in a bun for the past three weeks, so I'm gonna have to deal with this. Bitch. Even if I even if I wash it and dry it and get it all cute, it'll end up in a bun by the end of the day. Um if I put my hair after I do my hair up, I put my hair up. Um I like I'm committed. Like once once I'm in ponytail land, it's gonna be in a ponytail until I wash it again because I get like the creasing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I this is all about kids and not wanting them to be touching and grabbing and pulling the hair so it, it always ends up up and plus I, I, this is a weird thing and I don't know if this is just me but I can't work well if I don't have my hair up like if I'm sitting at my desk and I mm. need to get into something like the hair has to go up if it's down I'm like not as focused as I need to be I don't know why that is. I don't know what the correlation some pe- is. Some people take Adderall. Some people just need a ponytail holder. I just, yeah, I just need a ponytail <laughs> holder, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know if I feel that way. I do get to a point, though, that I'm like, like I don't love the feeling of having my hair down. I would much, much rather just have it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do look significantly better um, with, with the hair down. So I guess yeah. there's that. Yeah, I'm jealous of Lauren um, with her long hair and being able to, like, wear it down all the time. And it looks so how cute. How long I'm, do you I think can't... it takes for her to do it? How long do you know. think it takes for her I, to do it? Lauren Polinsky, who we had on our podcast, I don't know, a handful of episodes, episodes ago. If you guys have not, don't follow her on one of the things. Although I think everybody follows her. She's got like millions of followers at this point. She's, she's viral. Um, <laughs> her hair is like down to her ass and it is beautiful. Always. And, she, and she definitely does it. And she like curls it and it's like, it always looks perfect. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. never be that girl. Yeah, I'll never be either. that girl. Me either. <laughs> um, I'm like, like I, I literally am the dry shampoo queen. I'm going to make this last as long as possible. Um, but that is why looping back to the question, um, <laughs> legs would not be my favorite. I mean, I don't dislike legs, but I just don't love, love getting sweaty for that reason. You're, you're, I got I to be in the right state of what? I say your shoulders. Um, yeah, 100% my shoulders. Well, uh-huh. if you looked at my body, you would like know uh-huh. that shoulders are my favorite because sho- my shoulders are my shoulders are fucking award winning. <laughs> but but I've been training them consistently and persistently for seven years now, and I'm like and I'm ju- and I just nothing beats some like really fucking nice tank top arms. You know who has some sick tank top arms? Is my mom. My mom's arms are bananas, bananas. Um, goals. So, and so if I keep training for another, how much older is she than me? 25 years years or something. Um, So so if I train for another 25 years, I too can have arms like Renee Dollar, body goals. Um, But shoulders are by by far my favorite. I love them. They're such a vanity muscle. My dad is, my dad kind of like makes fun of me because he's always, because I'm always, whenever I tell him that I've like missed a day at the gym or something, or if I've been a little bit more, less consistent than usual, um, he'll be like, I bet you didn't miss shoulder day. Nope, I never miss shoulder day. If I go to the gym once that week, I'm going to be hitting shoulders. Mm, I do shoulders with my legs. 
So uh, oh, I hit I hit both um, of our our parts at once. Yeah, a little a little love hate thing. I do love me some back though. You know what? The only thing about back is that you don't really get to like see what's you know you don't really get to like see the fruits of your labor. Um, yeah. But every once in a while, like you catch it, and I really like I'm that. I think back might I might like as my large muscle, like my favorite large muscle group. I don't do a lot of chest because I have big thick tits, but um, but I do like back, and I do. And if I'm gonna pick a part of a leg that I like, I like a hamstring. I like I like to do I like good uh, good RDL. That's probably my favorite. And I, okay. there's like a specific machine at my gym, and this is one of the reasons why I go to that gym. They have this V squat machine that if you, um, if you like face, if you do it backwards, if you stand on it backwards, you can like really get in on a, on a stiff, like dead deadlift. And it like really, um, that's probably my favorite, but shoulders. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. shoulders, me legs, you, is there anything that you, uh, love to hate? I just fucking hate things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't love to hate things. It's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Six ways. My, my, I have like some, I can't do six ways. I can't do a lot of overhead stuff. <laughs> Funny enough, even though my shoulders are my favorite, I have to be strategic with overhead stuff because I have nerve damage in my left shoulder from a horse fucking me up years ago. Um, so I got to be careful with my left side. Um, but I mean, yeah, I really do love shoulders. I'm trying to think if there's something that I just like, that I love to hate. Maybe legs is what I love to hate. Mm. In general, I don't know if there's like a specific exercise though that's like just really hard. Um, I straight up just hate lunges. I did lunges yesterday and they were awful. Um, I get up in a squat rack sometimes, honestly, just like kick it old school. Okay. Okay. I don't like anything where it involves me laying on the floor. I had a client once who lives in Arizona. She doesn't live here anymore, actually. And that was her one request. She was like, I'll do anything, uh, but I train at home. And I'm not getting on the floor because I live in a place that has scorpions. Very, very fair. <laughs> totally fair. You know what's interesting is it seems like it's like very neighborhood specific, the scorpion thing. Um, I like I need to like knock on wood or something, but like we've probably seen a handful. And like we usually track it to like something that happens. So scorpions, like when if the if the ground is like messed with, so like new construction and things, they seem to like come up, you know, they're like prehistoric mm-hmm. creatures. They like come up. Mm-hmm. So like our neighbors had like some turf put in and like some landscaping done. And so we saw like a scorpion in the garage after that because the land was like messed with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but aside from that, like late I'm I am i am gonna now we're gonna see a scorpion. No, I just Yeah, you are for sure. For sure. <laughs> By the pool. Well, I'll be wearing mm-hmm. shoes. Um, um my we mom do, thought we are really diligent though what do you mean my, well because she's over in mesa and she thought i was fucking with her when i told her there were scorpions she she didn't of course there's me. scorpions we i was like uh yeah yeah there are <laughs> of course there's my stepdad scorpions. was like my stepdad was like yeah and she's like what <laughs> news she's been that's out for months reason. that's the reason why one of the reasons we're in a neighborhood so like mark is more like social wants to be close to things than i am because i'm a little bit of a homebody um, and plus, I just like, I just want to hang out with my friends. I got enough friends already. I don't need, I don't need to go out in public and meet anybody else. Um, I'm not opposed to meeting anybody else, but I'm not really going to be, I'm not seeking anybody else. Um, <laughs> I feel like my friend group is pretty complete. Somebody comes in and you, and you like add to the dynamic, come on in. But if not, you know, fuck off. So uh, we live in like, like suburbia, but that's like on the brink of middle of nowhere. Like, like mm-hmm. some developed in the nineties. I think our house is from like the mid nineties. So we're like on the edge of, of nothingness. And part of that, and part of why we're here and that we didn't go into nothing, full on nothingness 
because I would love to have like acreage and land, but to have acreage and land in Arizona, you got to deal with critters. Like you're going to deal with scorpions. You're going to deal with rattlesnakes. There's going to be tarantulas. There's nope. going to be wild boar. Like the fucking critters in Arizona boar? are terrifying. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. Wait. Oh shit. I can't remember what they're called. There's like a specific type of pig. That's like, I haven't seen one. I would love to see one. Although Danielle just moved to uh, like pretty much the middle of nowhere. And I wonder if she's got pigs where she lives. I mean, I would imagine that a desert pig will be pretty aggressive. I think they're called. I I, I don't even want to like say what I think they're called because if I'm wrong, I'm gonna feel really. Foolish. I'm calling them desert pigs. So <laughs> I think they're called like habalinas or something. Does that sound like something, or am I, I just have, making that up? I have no idea. I'm gonna text Danielle and ask what are the what are the desert pigs called? <laughs> what are the pigs that live here called? Um, all right, and if I'm wrong, then you know you guys can make fun of me. Um, all right. Well, what else do we have here? All right. So, same, so let's same do the GUA yourself question. Let's go okay. to the, like the weigh yourself. Then. Just track which okay. ones we didn't do so we can for part three. For next time. Do you weigh yourself every day? And what are the pros and cons of weighing yourself every day? This is such a juicy question. It's such Ooh. a juicy question. Um, well, yeah. Havelina. Havelina. I was right. Mark just texted me back. Um, anyway, that sounds very squirrel. <laughs> um, all right. So pros, cons of this is, this is what it's like, um, just hanging out with Jess and I all the time. So we're going to need to get some guests on here so that our podcast gets a little bit less ADDE, but we need to get through these questions first. I've not gotten um, any bad okay. feedback, so. <laughs> except, for, except for that one. Well, except for the one, but that was just from the promo. She didn't even watch the, or listen to the podcast. Um. Well, we're going to try things out. And if anybody's ever listening and you tell us things that you guys like or you don't like, then we'll do more or less of that. So, you know, the people who give the feedback are going to have the podcast customized for them. So mm-hmm. be one of those people. Um, so the scale is, that's, again, it depends. Um, I weigh myself probably like four times a week on average. I just step mm-hmm. on the scale. Um, I've been in maintenance for like a while though. And so I fluctuate between like, I don't know, like four pounds maybe in a month. I fluctuate. That's like pretty normal. That's nice. Um, Yeah. I I, have that. (laughs) That sounds real nice. Um, Well, so there's that, but my stress is pretty low. Like my stress is pretty consistent. I would say I don't have like, uh, you know, I don't have kids stuff or (laughs) I don't have another better way to say that. I don't have kids, so I have more control of my stress. Um, but there have been times where I have weighed myself every single day. And sometimes that serves a good purpose of like desensitizing you and making you accept the, or like accept the scale weight as data, which is all that it is because scale weight from like day to day or even week to week is not super useful. I mean, it's useful. It's not super useful if for tracking your progress and tracking your fat loss and muscle gain. It can be useful for tracking things like digestion and sleep and stress and inflammation and all of those things. But in short, short terms, like the scale's going to fluctuate and there's, that's no reason to, um, to get down about things or even to get excited about things. Um, it kind of is what it is. Now I have some clients that weigh every day and that they like to take an average of their week. I have other clients that like to weigh every day and that they just like to tell me what their high and their low is. Um, And there's no really right or wrong answer. There is, there is one thing that I abide by is that if the scale, this is my golden scale, 
if this, the number on the scale is going to dictate your day, your mood, or your action, then don't get on it because it's not going to serve you any good. The only thing, if you, if the answer is yes to that question, it's going to, it's going to dictate my day, my mood, my actions, then there's nothing good that can happen of you coming, of you getting on the scale. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also been times where um, nobody has, by the way, complained about the scale to their coach more than I have. Um, and when I signed up with Jason, I had to put on about 15 pounds just to get healthy. Um, and I, and I, and I wanted to lose 15 pounds and I had to gain 15 pounds and I had just watched lost a bunch of weight. And I was like, now you're telling me I got to lose 30 fucking pounds. Like I got to go back and do this all over again. And so I was super upset about it. I looked better by the way, with the extra 15 pounds, but I was so focused on the scale going down for such a long time. Um, and he would say things to me like, Sarah, you're telling me that you want to put on muscle. Uh, muscle weighs something. So we need to we need to get you dialed in on that. You can't be you can't be upset when you're working out hard in the gym and you're putting on muscle and your scale weight goes up. And again, like I did, I definitely looked better naked. Like my recomp was awesome, but I I I kind of like it's kind of a shame, like hindsight being 2020, that I let the scale weight like get in the way of me really appreciating that reverse dieting and recomp process. I think we all, we all have that hindsight 2020 when it comes to things like, I wish I would have appreciated my 2017 body a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> but, you know, <laughs> here we are in 2023, two kids later dealing with the aftermath. But you know, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, but when, but when the scale is something that is, you know, like really weighing on you, pun intended, um, I would suggest staying off of it because it's not, it, it, and focusing on your, your actionable items, because really you don't have any, again, in the short term, you have no control over what the scale does. Like there's really true. Like, even if you do mm -hmm. everything perfectly, it's not, it's not going to just be like this, this perfect linear thing. It's just, it's just not. So mm -hmm. if it's fucking with you, then stay off of it. But I will tell you that there, here's my other, it depends. Um, I will tell you that sometimes I'll have clients that I'll say that to that are really focused on the scale and they're really letting it get them down. And they're spending all of their energy focusing on the scale instead of focusing on the things that'll actually make the scale go down. Um, and so I'll say, you know what, take a break from the scale and, and they will, and it'll serve them, but then they'll fall off their game and they won't get on the scale because they don't want to face the music. That's the reason that you shouldn't get on the scale. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, um, you, and you're, and you're going over your, your budget for whatever, whatever it is, you still have to look at the fucking credit card statement. You need to get on the scale. You need to steer your balances. Um, there's, so there's a lot of different reasons behind that. But when I see somebody avoiding the scale because they're not doing what they're supposed to do and they don't want to face the music, that's when it's like, put your big girl panties on and go, go and, and go see the damage. I mean, for, for lack of a better term. And, 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 and that's a hard conversation to have, especially when in the past I've been like, okay, well, like, you know, if it's, if it's going to upset you, you shouldn't do it. But if it's turning into this, like I'm avoiding, mm -hmm. I'm avoiding it. I think that it's, it's like, okay, it's, it's time to, it's time to face the music, you know? Yeah, for sure. You And then, and Jess gets on the scale for every day for a specific reason. And I'll let you share that. Oh, because I want to see what my EKG is doing for the day because my scale goes up and down like crazy. Um, and I'm more of a average taker than a, you know, day-to-day -day scale person. But I mean, I, 
I think it's been said before on the podcast, I can have a bad night's sleep and I'll go up six pounds um, overnight. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's in, I find it interesting to see the fluctuations in relation to what I've done, what I've eaten, how I've slept, all those things. It's just, it's just a science experiment to me at this point. So I just find the data interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, well, and, and truthfully from like a coaching aspect, it is really helpful for me to see your daily weigh-ins, everybody's daily weigh-ins, but I don't ask for it because it's the, because it, it, the mind game behind that, it like shifts people's focus to that being their tracker of progress. So when I have a client that like is a good, is, is focused on like the data collection part of it, I'll be like pop on scale every day or pop on scale a couple times a week, or, you know, there's different times and places for it. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a hard thing because like as a coach, it is helpful for me to have that data. Um, but if it, if the data is doing you more harm than it's doing me good, then there's the answer. Um, so I think that we, I think that we covered that. Yeah. 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 So I think we depends. have time. For but the, the answers to all of the questions today are, it depends. It depends. Everything is individualized and customized, which is why. Thanks for coming. To, thanks for coming to our second Q and A. Our third one, we might answer. It depends to every question as well. We might. We might. <laughs> um, so after I talked about uh, pussy hair on our last episode, I had several people reach out to me for the link to that laser hair removal thing from Amazon, and so I decided that we should start sharing. Like, ooh, I'm going to level this up. We should start sharing um, like a favorite thing and maybe like a favorite thing that we're eating this week. Mm, what do you okay. think? Oh, sure. Yes. So my, my favorite thing that I'd love to tell everybody about, um, I have always been a bit of like an obsessive uh, Q-tipper and I know Q-tipping like your ears is not great for you. Um, I also am prone to like some allergy type things. So my ears get a little bit itchy, but I know that Q-tips aren't good for you. So I looked into getting this thing and it's like, uh, it's like a bidet for your ears. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it like water in it and it, it's like, it's electric. Like you like okay. push a button and you can like, and you can set do like the different settings and you hold a little bucket underneath to like catch yeah. the water coming out. Like a water uh, flosser it, for your ear. Oh my God. It cleans your ears. Amazing. Um, I, I don't know if this is like safe or not, or doctor recommended. I just bought it on Amazon. Again, anybody wants a link, love to share it. Um, but I love it. I have to imagine it's better than the Q-tip a- approach. It does a really good job of cleaning your ears. Um, and I have to tell you that there's something, it, it is like orgasmic. It is like that itch you can't scratch. There's just like something about, it's, it's amazing. Um, it, although you have to be careful because it can give you a little bit of vertigo if the water is not the right temperature. So you have to be like, it, it goes away, like, you know, in, in a couple minutes, but like, make sure you're sitting down and you do it. Um, but it's amazing. I'm obsessed. It's called like a buku something. I don't know. If somebody wants a link, ask me and I will share it with you. Um, but it's the bomb. Do you have any favorite things that you've been using lately? Yeah. Uh, I just bought a refillable oil sprayer because um, I buy giant jugs of avocado oil from Costco. Um, and I wanted something easier to use than just my giant jug, or I would buy the like avocado spray, which they're like six to $10 a bottle for like the spray oil. So like, there's every, be- like, and every third one, the sprayer is like, not quite right. 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 It's either like coming out in globs or it's not, I don't know. So I, I bought a $11 Amazon refillable spray bottle for my oil. And I've, I've been loving that. It's been helping me keep um keep my oils in check 
Um, is it as like a light of a mist as like a, a, a pre-bought one? Because that's the one thing I like about the pre-bought ones is it's like a very fine mist. It it is it is impressively so yes uh, I was oh, okay. finding I was finding with my avocado oil spray bottle uh, I think it was the chosen foods ones but it was coming out really globby it wasn't coming out in that light mist spray that I was looking for um, too so that was the other reason why I was like I've got to find something else because this is not this is not consistent enough. Um, did you? Sorry, Marcus texting me. <laughs> Mark was texting me about what I wanted at the grocery store. So I don't care what I'm doing. If I'm podcasting, if I'm on console call, if I'm in the, the most important moment of my life, if my husband is at the grocery store shopping for me, I'm going to answer him. Um, <laughs> do you go for avocado oil because of the smoke point or because you just Yes, like yes, yeah. because of the smoke point. I just don't want mm-hmm. things smoking up more than I have to in, in the kitchen. Um, yeah, the, I think I use avo and then I probably use olive and then I probably use, I use a little sesame from time. Ooh, I like I do like a flax oil. I use flax oil a good amount. I mean, I, I don't think I mix up tried. my oils. Ooh, flax I do oil like is the, so so good. I like um I like toasted sesame oil for a little bit of flavor sometimes if I'm doing like a fried rice or something like stir fry like, but it's really for the flavor of it, not so much for like same cooking. And I'll even add it sometimes at the end of the cook where I'm not really heating it. I'm just using it for flavor. That's what I do too. It's like, I wish sesame oil was better for you. So I usually do, and I know you do the same thing and we tell everybody to do the same thing. <laughs> Use your like primary oil for the meal and your cooking oil to be like a cleaner, high quality oil. And then do a couple grams of the sesame oil for flavor at the end, just because it's a lower quality oil. And that, that, mm-hmm. that really is the, the ticket there. Yeah. Um, so favorite things, favorite meal. I see I'm watching the clock. I know. Um, I've been starting to eat this mush in the morning and it's my favorite thing ever. I'm going to have to pull up my app to see what's in it. So basically, and it would actually be, this would totally work as like an overnight oat thing. I'm never, I never planned far enough ahead to do the it's overnight oat, oat thing. It's um, but so, well, first I make the oats three minutes in the microwave, double the amount of water to oat ratio, three minutes. Then I take my liquid egg whites and I mix them in. And so this is a really good high protein breakfast, no protein powder, by the way. Then I mix that in. I put it back in the microwave for a minute. Then I take that out of the microwave. And now I'm going to add all things to cool it down because it's summertime and I don't want hot oatmeal. So I add a, I add like a good amount, like 170 grams of low fat Greek yogurt. I add in some chia seeds. I add in some blueberries. I add in some cinnamon, a little sprinkle of stevia. It's fucking delicious. And it has a shit ton of fiber in it too. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. I would imagine with all those oats. I want to say there's like 40 grams of protein in it too, or something ridiculous. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly how much is in it. 40 grams of carbs. Need to get to today. Um, 35 protein, 40 carbs, eight fat. Tell me that's mm-hmm. not a great pre-workout meal. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been All doing right. uh, cottage cheese eggs. That's been my, I've been cottage loading them up with lots of eggs. Yes. So blending tell some eggs. <laughs> blending some eggs with some cottage cheese, some seasoning, and then, um, cooking that with um i do the canadian bacon rounds i'll chop those up with some vegetables in a pan and then throw the the cottage cheese eggs on top and do it like a big veggie scramble oh that sounds delicious i do love a scramble and i feel like scramble is the best because you can just like deal with like whatever leftover vegetables i had i had fucking chicken breast in a scramble the other day but it was just like a couple like it was like an ounce of chicken breast that was like just in my fridge throw a bunch of shit in the plant pan little egg white avocado mm-hmm. on top always fried egg on top if you have some fat left over and it's delicious yeah um all right well we, we really like simmered down at the end there i came out guns blazing like ranting 
Um, but um, I feel like we talked it out. It was a good therapy session. I feel like good, good. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to the Thin There Lost Fat podcast. Our motto here is do it right. So you only have to do it once. If you're looking for personalized and customized programming to reach and sustain your health and fitness goals, check us out at teamfitwithme.com.